healthy something that I've been doing every day is that when I'm about to say something to my husband, if I'm irritated at him or, you know, if he's hurt my feelings, I just ask myself, is this really how I feel and how I should react? Am I about to say something out of bitterness for my past? And when that happens, I just go to God and I just give it to God. When you have others praying for you, they can just work wonders for you. There's a strategy. Listen, Kelsey, it's going to make a difference. You learned, you've made a change in your life. You've got a healthy perspective. The Bible says taking captive every thought out of obedience to Christ, be renewed in the spirit of our minds. And you know, that matters when it comes to our relationship and in marriage. And smart people, mature people learn to change their mind, change their attitude, change how they, they interact in their marriage. And that's certainly what you're doing. So today, we thought we would talk about um, how do you how do you turn around? How do you make a 180 in terms of your marriage? Maybe you've been off course, and if it's not a whole 180 degrees, maybe it's coming back five degrees or 10 degrees to get back on path. Uh, what one thing could you do or you're doing to turn that marriage back in the right direction? Our comment line is always open to you. I'd love to hear from you. Again, 888-888-1717 is that number. And when you call 24 hours a day, the storyline is open to you. We'd love to hear your story. Leave it on our storyline. And during West Coast Business Hours, if you actually want to talk to one of our staff about intentional living and supporting the ministry, you can do that. Same number, just press number two. If you're new to this whole ministry, we're part of Family Life Radio and Intentional Life Media. And we've really, together, we really have a passion to help turn what we call experience hope into a daily experience of hope in your life. Because hope is, is a limitless supply in Christ but so often we don't experience it. And maybe today you're not experiencing that in your marriage and you want more hope in your marriage. It's possible. And there are things you can do to experience it in your life. And we'll be talking about that today. So come on in uh, from, from our Intentional Living Center all around the country on radio and on our podcast as we focus on how do we get our marriage back on track and headed in the right direction. Dr. Carlson, um, I've been listening to your program for uh, about a month or two now on my way home from work, and today you were talking about criticism in your marriage and um, some of the problems it causes and creates, and um, it's something I've been thinking about personally and trying to do because, you know, after work on all day, I go home and my frustration seems to go to my husband, so... Um, today I'm going to take a first step and and do as you're saying and try to make my husband feel good about himself and not criticize him as I have been, um, even jokingly. So um, I thank you. I love your program, and I'm hoping to make some great changes in my life. Thanks, Dr. Carlson. No, you're doing the work, but thank you. I, you know, I always like to be appreciated, and I'm glad we can be here for you. But you're the one that has made the decision as you've looked into your marriage, to say criticism is not getting the kind of results that I want in my marriage. And so you're saying you're choosing to go home now and behave differently. You're choosing to behave differently. And that change in behavior alone will make a huge difference. There's no doubt about it. 30 days from now, you call me back, and you've been uh, criticism-free for 30 days. You've been encouraging you have been uplifting, you've been respecting, been challenging when you need to, resolving problems together. I can guarantee you 30 days from today, you'll look back and say, wow, uh, together some great things happened in our marriage. Here is a fact of life. 
If you choose to be intentional living in your marriage as a follower of Christ, your marriage will change because you change. Does it mean it's always going to get better? It may not because you can't, you know, you, you don't have the power to change your spouse. But I can guarantee you, if you step up and choose to be intentional in your behavior, in your attitude, in your words, in your marriage, in a way that honors Christ, you're going to be different. No question about it. Okay, let's get going here. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Ruben is in Texas. Uh, Ruben, welcome to Intentional Living Center today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate your call. Um, talk to me about what's going on in, in your marriage. How can we help you today? Well, the um, well, uh, last Thursday, the wife fell to temptation of adultery again, and. It's um, it looks like it's over this time. She she's pretty much had it set that uh, she hasn't been happy in the past several years, and this was all coming to light within the last few months. It's been a long. Uh, it would have been 26 years in April, hmm. and uh, you know we've always throughout the years we've hurt each other. I've done wrong things. She's done wrong things, and the difference being that I could usually forgive and forget and just put it away, but. Anytime we had an argument, she would bring up the old past and the stuff I did in 1985 or 1992, and it just basically never never left her mind. And I guess that piled up to where she she claims she still loves me, but um, it's all covered in that old hurt and that old pain. And no matter what I tried, the last uh, several years I was nothing but an exemplary husband. I treated her for everything. I served her hand and foot, um, planned romantic outings and romantic dates, and it just was falling on on a deaf heart, I guess, Mm -hmm. on deaf ears, and she finally fell again to that temptation, and uh, she's moved. Uh, She moved to, to another city with her sister, and she's, uh, She's playing pretty much starting over. She's already convinced herself that she's got a new phone. She's got a new. She's going to get a new job there. And I'm still believing, and it might sound silly, but I still have hope mm-hmm. that she would come back. Well, see, Reuben, what happens is sometimes even with good behavior, even when we say I'm going to do this next right one thing and I'm going to do it, you know, because I want to heal my marriage or I want to make things better, for the other person, for the person who's been hurt damaged in their in their relationship and their view of the relationship and so on. Uh, from their perspective, it's nothing more than a Band-Aid on a cancer. And uh, you see it as something positive. You see it as, hey, let's go in a new hopeful way, and she's interpreting it differently. The, one, of the, one of the difficulties about talking about marriage, unlike talking about just an individual or personal growth or personal development, is that when we talk about those things, we're talking about you. When you call, things you can do for your life, things that are going to make a difference in your life. But when we talk about marriage, we got two people. And in this case, Reuben, you can't change her, but I let me encourage you to do, we talk about 30, 30 days, one thing. Let me encourage you for the next 30 days, pray for your wife every day. Every day. Um, you pray that God will move in her heart. And I'm going to add a second thing for you, and that is, you pray that God will give you strength to continue to stay focused on the priority that you have before Christ in your relationship with Him and your love for your wife, 
but at the same time willing to say and ex- express to your wife you want to get this resolved but you've got to get into some counseling together to see if they're you know there's going to be hope or not um, the unfortunate thing that happens and I've seen this and what upsets me and, and, and hurts me when I see couples is this type of thing is not necessary it doesn't have to happen it's it's so much of what we do it's what we do to ourselves and in, in our marriages and like you said Ruben it's a it's in a collection over many many years it kind of collects and catches up with you after time um, I'll tell you what I want you to do I want you to hang on Ruben I want to have uh, Sally to get your, your address if you'll share it with me and I want to send you a copy of my book starved for affection if you and your wife are willing to work on some things together if that's even a part of the equation for her there's some exercises in there and some practical things uh, for couples who are struggling in the area of uh, intimacy and closeness in marriage I hope that'll be a help but boy the ultimate pray for her and get into counseling together at least for yourself Okay, Gus, welcome to the program. Uh, we're talking about one thing for 30 days. My friend, what do you think it would be? Well, I, I think it would be to keep uh, Christ in the center, you know, uh, go to church, um, have a good uh, pastor. Um, because, you know, when you got married, uh, most likely you got married uh, in a church under God. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep God in the center of it. And, and it's like you not just married that person, but you married uh, Christ, because, you know, we're the body of Christ. So if you keep Christ in the center, and not yourself, like you said, if you marry for wanting things for yourself, they never work out. You know, you have to be willing mm-hmm. to change. But one thing, I think, is to keep Christ in the center of it. And how has that gone in your marriage? Of what? It says here, 32 years. Yeah, 32 years. And, you know, when we first got married, uh, we went to church all the time. And in the middle of it, I uh, quit going to church, and that seems like that's when uh, Satan can attack, is mm-hmm. when you're not in a good church. And uh, the last uh, eight years, I've found a good uh, church. I, I go to a Catholic church, but our priest actually is uh, used to be Episcopal, and they let him become Catholic. And, uh, and he's a good minister, and he's a good teacher. And, and, and you know, and I, don't listen to, um, I don't listen to the regular radio. I listen to Family Life Radio. And that's what helps me, because it keeps you, if you have good friends, and you have uh, a good church family, and, and you have a strong faith, but if, if, if you don't, uh, and you got to remember that you got married in, in the eyes of God, so mm-hmm. you made a promise to God, and I think when you break that, you're going to have to pay for it at the end of your life. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a study that's been done, Gus, on church attendance and people who are you know go to church. Uh, and marriage, and what the what the research has shown that's been done on on marriages that are Christian marriages is it's not just being quote a Christian marriage, but a couple who are active in their church, they have a personal relationship with Christ, and they really have a true heart of repentance, and they really have an attitude of serving God and serving each other. In other words, not only are they saying, "Hey, am I Christian?" but they they're a Christian. They really are living intentionally in their faith, not perfectly, but intentionally, the, the divorce rate is substantially less. Man, that, you know, I think, well, hello, that makes sense, doesn't it? Sort of a, that's a, that's a pretty common sense kind of understanding. When we're committed to Christ, we're committed to each other, and we're living out our faith intentionally, here's the fact. Statistically, you have a much lower chance of having divorce. 
Makes sense to me. Thank you, Gus. Appreciate your call. Hello, my husband and I have been married 21 years, and we both are very intentional, I feel. But we do obviously get sidetracked by outside influences, and we have three children living at home and one that just moved out and so much going on that it was just hard. And um, I found that um, a lot of the people he worked with were very anti-marriage. Their sentiments were kind of wearing him down. And both he and I started being um, overly sensitive to the other's comments. And finally, it came to a head and I just demanded the kids had a week off of school for fall break and I just begged and pleaded that I wanted to go on a vacation, even a little cheapy vacation, camping, whatever. And um, in doing so and getting away from the outside influences for even just the five days, we were able to reconnect and um, just see each other for who we are and how much we love each other and just to have that all become real again. It was amazing. And so we've been back on track now for about a month and a half, and it seems just as good as it did the day we got back from vacation. Good for you. That's uh, what I call planned spontaneity. Put a little bit of that in your marriage. In fact, I talk about that in the book, Starved for Affection. Uh, People ask, how can I get Starved for Affection? It's a a book that I wrote for couples who really want to have the vitality in their marriage to understand what love and respect is all about with a lot of practical application. It's available here through the ministry, and uh, you can find it when you go to theintentionallife.com. Okay, one thing for 30 days, what would it be? One thing that could make a difference or is making a difference in your marriage. Ben, you're on the line in Michigan. Appreciate your call. What is that one thing? Yes. um, One thing, Dr. Ramsey, um, that uh, me and my wife took is uh, through our church, we took this call. It's called the Marriage on the Rock. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A seminar. You went through a conference. It's a conference. What's that? It was a conference or a class? It was like a class. Okay. That we took. And in many, in many areas, Dr. Randy, that um, we try to keep uh, the Lord in the center of our life. But, you know, we're having problems with, because um, me and my wife are on Social Security disability, and my wife is on Social Security. And we don't get all that much money, and, you know, we try to keep God in the center. You know, we try to keep in His Word and pray. But the thing that we're basically having trouble in our marriage is our finances as far as, because uh, we don't hardly get to see our money. Uh, it just seems like, you know, we're in a hole, basically, and we can't do very much, and, you know, of course, you know, we tithe and everything like that, and basically that's what we're mm-hmm. uh, struggling with Well, let with me ask right you, do you, do you and your wife talk about your money? Do, when you say you don't see it, I mean, do you have someone managing it, or, or do you have yeah. a plan, or do you have a budget, um, or what? Um, You know, we do have a guardian, but, yeah, we want to try to become more independent for ourselves, Mm-hmm. And anyways, we want to try to get out of the guardianship, but there's some steps in our life that, you know, I really don't want to hurt anybody. You know, we want to try to, because I've been a chaplain for almost eight years, 
And anyways, I'm trying to do my duties as a chaplain, but... It's All right, well, let, let, me ju- let me jump in, Ben, because I only have a couple of minutes here and time's passing. I think I, I got the core of what you're sharing. And first of all, God bless you. It sounds like you and your wife are facing some real challenges. And one of the things we know about marriage, when everything is just you know greased and you're moving along and sliding through the day without any problems, then it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier with the little things that come up. But when things get tough, medical issues, financial issues, uh, big changes in life and so on, what often happens is you really see the strength of a marriage. It's what's in a marriage that really shows up when things get tough. It's like the tea bag in the hot water versus the cold water. You really see the contents come from the hot water. So in your case, you guys have some very real challenges. And, uh, I, you know, the, it, obviously you need to be talking to someone there and putting a plan together. You got some guardianship issues and so on that are a little more complex than a, than our program today. But at the end of the day, you and your wife being on the same page, really showing the little things, the little things you can do every day to let her know that you love her, and standing together, praying together, doing things together, just the little things. I think being able to to speak into your spouse's life in little ways. And then putting a plan together that the two of you can work through. Man, I wish we could spend more time, Ben, and unpack some of this, but uh, I would encourage you to find the resources in your community so you and your spouse can put a plan together that will work for you to be as independent as you can, to be as free as you can, but at the same time to really continue to have that closeness between the two of you. Wow. One thing, more than one thing in that situation is for sure. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Here's the path to better communication. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with another Intentional Living Minute. Practice healthy communication. Speak to each other. Speak with each other. Listen to what's being said. Share your feelings. You know, intimacy will grow as you develop the habits and the skills of healthy communication. It doesn't come naturally in most of our lives. It's something we need to work at and to practice daily. If you don't know how, then learn how. Read a book. Watch a teaching on video on how to communicate. Seek counseling. Go to a conference. You can learn this, and when you do, it can change your life, it can change your family, and it can change your marriage. Take a look at our Intentionals for Marriage communication here on our website. It's something to help you to be intentional today. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. Join Dr. Randy Carlson for laughter and inspiration at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. On our first date, I took Donna to the football game. She leans over to me and says, Randy, my hands are cold. I say, why don't you sit on them? (laughs) My goal is to help you see today that you can go from where you are today to love and respect. Join Dr. Randy at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, November 4th at 7 p.m. at New Beginnings Church in Albuquerque. Register now at theintentionallife.com. 
Uh, well, I have to admit, I'm not a Don Juan, that's for sure. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if you want to learn some things about how marriage works and what we've seen through the research and through our own personal experience of many years of marriage, love to have you be a part of the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night in Albuquerque. And you may say, well, that's a long ways from where I'm living. Well, some of you may want to make a little vacation out of it and come and be a part of that night and uh, enjoy New Mexico and make a vacation. November 4th, uh, Albuquerque. You can get your tickets. They're going fast. Limited supply for this great evening of fun and practical help. Uh, Maybe you know someone in Albuquerque who would like to come, and you can get the tickets for them. Send them to them or or give them a call. Again, go to theintentionallife.com. That's our web address, of course, theintentionallife.com. You'll see the events icon. Click on it and get registered. Uh, Don't miss out. We have a limited supply. Gold Circle is gone already, but uh, we have general admission tickets available today. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. With today's program being on marriage, and since most of you are still waiting to start your Intentional One Thing Challenge, I thought, hmm, why not choose one thing for the next 30 days that will improve your marriage? Maybe speaking encouraging words to your spouse every day, or do one thing completely unexpected but helpful every day, or listen with both eyes and both ears. These are some of the things that people are doing who are already in the Intentional One Thing Challenge. What about you? Go to theintentionallife.com slash one thing. Randy. All right, that's good. By the way, uh, that One Thing Challenge, let me see here. I'm just looking at, we got a little counter here. shows how many people have gone to that uh, part of our site, have been viewing some or all of the free videos. I've done a series of four short eight or nine minute videos that talk about setting goals and overcoming obstacles and finishing strong. Come and uh, it's just free to you as part of our ministry. Thanks to our members who uh, make all this possible. And Kurt was mentioning these one things. We have a list of the top 10 intentionals for love and respect in marriage at our website. Here's just some of the top 10. Listen without interruption for the next 30 days. Just listen. Just listen. Feel, feeling heard creates intimacy in your marriage. How about this? Number five on the list. Speak only words of encouragement to and about your spouse for the next 30 days. You'll learn a lot about yourself. You'll learn a lot about your marriage. If you don't think you can do it for 30 days, try it for 48 hours. See how that turns out. Here's one. Number seven. If you are raising children together, just determine that during the next 30 days you're going to get on the same page, even, even if that's hard for you to do. At least agree to take your disagreements behind closed doors. Remember, there is intimacy in agreement. There's some uh, thoughts for you. Today we're talking about one thing. I know we've, you know, we've talked what's coming in, though. We've been hearing problems. We've been hearing people having challenges. And here's the point of today's program from my perspective. Every journey, we've heard it said, begins with a first step. And if you're feeling stuck today in your marriage, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling trapped, you're feeling you don't know what what to do, and you read these books and there's 92 things that you can do, right? Or you, you watch a video, there's 92 things you can do, and probably all 92 of them are good. But you ain't gonna do 92 things. That's just reality. And for those of us who can get easily distracted or ADD or procrastinate, Pick one thing from the list of things that we you hear or you know, one thing that you could do, just a small thing to get started for the next day, the next week, the next month. What would it be? 
and what difference would it make? Kitty wants to weigh in on this from Georgia today. Kitty, welcome to Intentional Living. Hi, Dr. Randy. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. Appreciate your call. Great. What's your your take on this thing of one thing, and what would it be in your marriage? Well, my husband and I have been married for 20 years, and we have eight children. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was sharing with somebody earlier that I found out pretty quickly into our marriage that he wasn't perfect. (laughs) And um, (laughs) it didn't take very long to figure that out. And I think I spent a lot of time focusing on the things that he wasn't doing that I wanted him to do. And he he kind of brought this up to me several times over the years. And I think about a couple of years ago, it really hit me what he was trying to share, that if I could just focus on the things he was doing, they really far outweigh the negative. And I started to change my perspective just by keeping a list of things um, that I really appreciate about him. And I got to where I couldn't stop adding to the list. There were so huh. many things that he does. He's very affectionate. He's thoughtful. He's helpful. He's caring. He's godly. All the important stuff is there. But I think that if you focus on the one or two negative things, I've seen people go to divorce court over right. less than that. And that's really helped me a lot. Yeah, we used to say, count your many blessings and name them one by one. You do that in your marriage, and it makes a difference. Uh, great Definitely. great way to end the uh, the calls today. Thank you, Kitty, for your call. I'm glad Thank you're listening you. in Georgia today. Thank you so much. All right, God bless you. We look in Scripture, and we talk about the devil and the details. We look at Eve, right? One little detail. She was told, don't eat. The devil got into that little detail of life, didn't he? We think of David with devil in the detail. It was that look over the wall, that second look that got him into trouble. Just that little detail. That was the first thing that started to cascade into his life that became the issue. Nehemiah, you know, I do a lot of teaching on Nehemiah. Nehemiah was that one question that he asked. It was just that one little question that made a difference that started a cascade of other decisions in his life that ultimately changed the course of his people. We look at Peter who made the decision to be obedient to Christ and put the net on the other side of the, you know, the boat, just to be obedient, just in that one simple act of doing that one thing, it changed the course of his life. Yeah, have you ever noticed how the small things, the decisions that we make um, at the beginning, they seem small and then later you realize Wow, I took that person on a date, now I'm married, and then I shouldn't have married a person I married. We're not equally yoked. Or I made a decision to get into a certain kind of a job. It was a small decision at the beginning, and now you look back and say, boy, that was a great decision. That's why the small decisions make a huge difference in our life. And the lesson this month on this whole topic of how small things often aren't small is intended to encourage us to really think about our daily decisions. And so our members, those of you who are part of our monthly support family, we send the master class, both video and audio, to you. But for those of you who are joining us today to come and stand with us in support of the ministry as a monthly member, we'll make sure you start receiving our monthly lessons, including this one, plus a hand-picked book from my bookshelf by Max Lucado that really focuses on how we can outlive our life. A book he wrote a few years ago I thought you might enjoy. Check it all out by coming to our website, theintentionallife.com, or you can call during West Coast Business Hours at 888 and press number two. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.